conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta, hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Kayleen Grieve. Kayleen is a Managing Director of Sales, SEO, and Social Media, SSSM, a marketing services agency based in Sydney, Australia. With over 25 years of sales and marketing experience, they've helped numerous companies achieve tremendous results. Knowing the right volume needed and nailing the right target markets, they consistently provide clients with 8 to 10 sales qualified leads per month. They use a blend of inbound and outbound strategies to always deliver additional sales and marketing qualified leads to a business with consistency. Get ready, Conquerors, for Kayleen Grieve coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Kayleen Grieve, welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast, sales and marketing expertise coming all the way from Sydney, Australia. How are you doing, Kayleen? Very well. Thank you for having me. How are you going? It is going fantastic here. We're rocking and rolling and uh, thought I would just, hey, jump into things and uh, give us a little bit about your background. Uh, where are you from? Who's your mom? How to get to what you're doing right now uh, in the sales and marketing <laughs> world? It's a bit of a funny story. I've been um, in corporate sales for a long, long time in the technology space and selling lots of telephone systems and IT equipment, etc. And thought I'll need to get out of this technology game and jump into marketing. And now I think there's more technology in marketing than there is in technology. So <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. Um, the reason I started this business was I was practicing um, hypnotherapy at the time. This is about 10 years ago now. And um, I did a bit of a survey on potential clients because I was going to move it into like a performance-based um, hypnotherapy practice so we could help sales teams and that type of thing. And the biggest challenge most businesses seem to be facing was lead generation. And I just thought, wow, this is a real opportunity to get in there and help businesses with their marketing and their lead gen and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that's how we started. I did a, a course in social media marketing and SEO and all of that stuff. And here we are 10 years later. It's been you, an interesting journey, that's for sure. You know, it amazes me, uh, no matter how much time you spend in the space, there are always insights to be had uh, when it comes to the world of lead generation. And uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you never know it all. And I'm constantly surprised with uh, when I have conversations with experts in the space. So um, I'm excited to jump into it. Yeah. Before we jump in over there and lead generation and, and, and getting into that, um, you guys have a, a lot of success with solution-based selling. And uh, one of the things around the mm -hmm. office here is uh, we've been talking a lot about sales methodologies and uh, approaches to that. And I, I thought maybe you could give us uh, a little bit of insight into the way that you guys approach sales and, and the success that you're having over there. Yeah. 
Well, solution based selling is is interesting because you can get down into the detail with clients. So everybody's business is different and they all have different needs. So when you sort of talk to clients about what outcomes they're looking for, you can really tailor a service that hits those markers. Um, you know, there's so much you can do online, as you know, it's just such a vast area of, of marketing and, you know, you can't really do it all. That You've got to have your specialists in their, in their different fields. So really understanding what the clients need and then tailoring the solution to, to meet those objectives we find is a smarter way to approach the sales cycle with clients. Um, and it means also to we don't have those uncomfortable conversations each month when we're going through the reports on where's my leads, where's my traffic, what's happening, why aren't we getting, you know, sales, that type of thing. Um, so it's a really good way to sort of <clears throat> narrow down on what people need deliver on that and and get the results so we we monitor um, progress each month with reporting and then it just gives you a bit of feedback on what's working and what's not so if you do need to make some adjustments you can do that quite easily um, and and you know keep measuring and reporting on it so you're continuously uh, giving clients results and one of the the great things that we love about this business is our clients have been with us for years so we're obviously doing something right for them, which is great. But I think that solution-based sale is is the great approach because you just it's all about them, and that's all they care about, as 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 we all do. Right, right. So when and when you're solution-based selling, mix is really important, right? Like the like the customer journey today isn't a straight line anymore, and so the you know the the mix that you provide is is really really important. So. Um, you know, when you're when you're putting a proposal in front of a client and you've got different things in in, in it uh, to to approach um, creating demand, um, how do you, how do you propose that? And and are there any challenges in in uh, you know people looking at line items and saying, hey, how does how does this fit in? Uh, am I getting any return on this piece? And being able to communicate that to to, to the client and how they work together. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. Um... Like when you're working with clients that don't understand marketing, explaining why we need to do some things is is often interesting. And, you know, business owners, very bottom line focused type people, so they want to see the results. And sometimes some elements of marketing don't deliver a direct result or it's hard harder to measure. Like say content is harder to measure than say lead generation because sometimes people don't remember how they came to you they don't you know know why in their brain they've thought of you to come to talk to you about business um so yeah so uh, having those different elements is is really important and <clears throat> having a mix of I, I think a mix of legion and and content as a baseline for marketing is critical because when you're doing the lead gen processes and you've got that volume coming in and checking the business out, the first thing they're going to do is come and look at your social media. They're going to come and have a look at the website. And if it's not current and updated, they go, oh, it just kind of rattles that trust with, with people and, and you're not helping that rapport building process online. So if you've got a little bit of both going and, you know, small businesses need to also bear in mind budgets. They don't have vast amounts of budgets to, to spend on marketing. So you've got to get that balance right with what's going to get a result and what's going to keep that brand awareness ticking through news feeds and all of that kind of stuff to keep them front of mind with clients, um, you know, as they're looking for products and services. You mentioned um, website and, uh, and and social media. And so what, what one of the areas that's 
often a black box for um, for clients is SEO and the world of uh, of SEO. And maybe talk a little bit about the way that you see social media's role uh, today in in building SEO and and supporting it. Absolutely, it's a bit of a missed opportunity for a lot of businesses because. Oftentimes you'll go on and look at, like, say, look at Facebook or um, <clears throat> LinkedIn and look at the about section of the business to see more about what they do. And a lot of businesses leave that information either very, very short or, you know, it's not all filled out. Um, it's actually a really good um, thing to think about. So all of the about sections on the social platforms are search friendly. So if you're like in the description area on LinkedIn, you've got 2,000 characters. You can write almost, you know, a web page worth of content about what you do. And if that's loaded with search terms, obviously writing for humans first and search engine second, <laughs> um, you know, th that just helps the search engines find you. And if the search engines find you, clients can find you because that's basically how it works in the online world today. So if you've got those about sections filled out really well and because those social platforms usually have higher domain authorities than most businesses, you may have a better opportunity of showing up in the search results on a social platform than your own business URL popping up first. I, you know, I still find today that, that social, uh, that SEO rather is a, uh, a missed opportunity for a lot of small businesses and uh, everyone in the space has sort of a different starting point. At least I'm, I'm finding that today when they're looking at SEO. Um, First off, maybe just talk a little bit about um, why it's still so so important for a small business today and where you guys start uh, in the SEO strategy and breaking things down. for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. It's critical because I'm not sure what the latest statistic is and this changes regularly, but the last time I heard 93% of all purchases start with a search. So that's huge, right? So if you're not showing up online... <laughs> you're not showing up for clients, which is really important. So one of the 101 things we do is we always check the back of the site. So small businesses don't necessarily always have budget to update their website from, you know, a full full upgrade. So if we can back end the website with SEO, make sure each page is optimised with a keyword, that's kind of foundational. And <clears throat> oftentimes we'll find that isn't done on most clients' websites, even if they've been paying for SEO, which is astonishing. Um, and then we look at their content strategy. So how are we going to build this out? So the more content on the website that's keyword optimized, the bigger the digital footprint. And if you can continue to add to that over time, obviously your digital footprint is going to grow online. Um, we also look at things like directories. Are they a location-based business? Can we, you know, get them landing in the maps on page one by using directories? Cure questions are a great way for clients to land on page one. Answering lots of Cure questions online, linking back to the website is a great way to drive organic traffic. Um, and backlinking. So backlinking you need to be mindful of using proper, you know, companies that um, manage backlinks for you and um, can write the content for you is often easier. So using those, you know, five-ish or so strategies with SEO for a small business is kind of keeps them going. It builds the foundation really strongly of the website. So that doesn't change because that stays with the website, even if you turn off the SEO service, so to speak. Um, but it just increases their visibility online. And they just, if each, each if you think of each sales, each website page as a sales rep working for you 24 seven in the sky, 
that's a good way to sort of build out the website. So if you've got all of your keywords that you want to use and each page has been optimized with a keyword, those little sales reps are out there working for you. And, you know, whenever someone's typing in a search for that particular term or like that term, you just have a better opportunity of showing up. You know, I find for a lot of small businesses um, that that still haven't done a really good job of of optimizing their o- overall presence for search, it doesn't it doesn't take a huge lift to to start making a big difference in the in the in the traffic and the attention that that they can get online. One area I yeah. wanted to ask you about is the content marketing area right now. So inbound marketing became very very popular quite a few years ago now, and over time. Um, it's grown and, uh, more and more people understand it. They're producing content out there in all sorts of different forms. Um, it's become a lot more competitive it's even for, even for small businesses in, in different ge- geographies, there's a lot of competition there. Is it, is it still a, a doable strategy for a lot of businesses to invest in content marketing today? It definitely is. Um, it's, it's, I guess it's more of a slower burn from a lead gen perspective and you really have to have your ducks lined up if you're using it in a campaign format. Um, but content marketing gives you the opportunity to use different forms of content across many different, um, you know, platforms. So, like, you could create a blog and then turn that into different social posts. You could create a series of blogs, turn that into a white paper, there's so many different things that you can do with the content that, you know, the initial cost of creating that piece of content can then be replicated and used in many other different formats. So it, it does become quite a cost-effective way to market the business. It also gives you the opportunity to, like, you know, back in the day when we weren't using online as much, um, you didn't really know what your competitors were doing. So now we have the opportunity to research that and look at ways that we can better that or, um, you know, tap into different markets that we might not have thought of before. So content can really help you sort of branch out in, in that way as well. Um, and it's and like I said before, it's the slow burn. It's the way that people will find you. It's, it's almost like, you know, if the content is well formatted and the SEO is correct on the page, on the website, it's almost like you've given the mailman the correct envelope with the correct address for that person to find you um, because, you're just making it easier for the search engines and people to find you. So, yeah, definitely uh, content is a viable and important um, aspect of marketing. Um, I think a lot of there is still a bit of resistance against it because it is a slower burn than, say, like a very direct lead gen approach. Yeah. Are you finding that the the content that we produce, uh, especially in the small business world, sticks around as long as it used to or is there are you guys seeing like an increased decay in it and does that and what does that mean does that does that mean that they have to in, in, increase the velocity of the content that they're producing or just is it a volume game um i think a bit of both it definitely is a volume game but also it's an ad budget game <laughs> so i think you know organically content doesn't hang around as long as it may be used to because, one, because there is more of it. We're just inundated with content and news feeds move very fast. So, you know, Twitter used to be the fastest moving news feed, but now I think the others have all caught up. It's it's very fast in, in the social space at least. Um, <clears throat> but I think the main reason is the platforms where they want you to have an ad budget. And I think 
a lot of small businesses have kind of balked at that in the past, but you need to, when you're putting your budgets together, really put some ad spend into a budget for marketing because otherwise, unless you have, you know, thousands and thousands of people following you online, your organic content isn't going to reach very far and it's not going to stay in the newsfeed for very long. But if you're boosting that or spending ad money on that, you can keep that in the newsfeeds for a lot longer of a period. And I think that's why potentially content isn't lasting as long as it used to because um, the social platforms want you to spend money on advertising, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I I find, um, you know, with, you know, news feeds, everything's got a feed now and the, the feeds are moving faster and faster. Um, as young, the, our younger generation grows up, they grew up in this world and I, you know, a lot of them are, you know, content creation is secondhand to them now, not, not only consuming it, but creating it. So for, you know, the younger generation that is getting into the marketing field now, and they've got sort of this foundational knowledge of how social media works and know, they know foundationally how, how to create content and even create audiences, um, what advice do you give them coming into the world now? Because you know, when when they get marketing seriously, you have to you have to connect the audience to an end goal and actually drive an ROI at the end of the day. And there's a little bit more under the hood that you have to do, right? A hundred percent, yeah. I think for for new people starting out, obviously getting the certifications, you know, um, the different platforms like LinkedIn and. Um, the different CRM platforms, getting certifications in areas that they'd like to specialise in is really um, a great start. Also building their own online profile content. Like the best way to demonstrate experience is by showcasing it. So if you've got great social platforms yourself and you're interested in creating that content, I think it's great to build that out. Um, Definitely looking for internships or volunteering type roles if they're really sort of new to the game. Um, I definitely recommend networking, the old adage of turning up to an event. <laughs> it always works. Like I remember when I used to work for a, um, a business channel and we'd always turn up at the big corporate and, and have a coffee with the reps and whatever. Without fail, there was always a lead or a new opportunity coming sometime that week because you were front of mind. So Definitely get out there and start networking and, um, yeah, putting your feelers out there I think is a great place to start. Also freelancing, like if you want to get your feet wet, start by doing freelance jobs because usually agencies will hire freelancers to do different specialities. So if you're really good at what you do and the agency is using you, they'll either be able to use more of you through the freelancing app that you're using or potentially offer you a role, um, which is a great way to sort of demonstrate skills as well. You know, I, I like that advice of, uh, you know, thinking about how you put yourself out there is, is the, you know, the greatest way to prove your, um, you know, your mettle to a, whether it's a new client or whether it's for a job that you're applying for. You know, we say around here, the worst mm-hmm. thing a marketer could be is unremarkable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it Absolutely. matters, right? Yeah, it, it matters how you put Absolutely. yourself out there and how you interact and how, and how you present yourself online. Um, yeah, hundred percent. What, uh, what, what are a few takeaways that, uh, that, that you have for the audience that you want to want them to keep in the back of their mind? Yeah, I think with marketing for your business, consistency is the key. We see this every month. Like sometimes if clients have got 
something on or they miss elements of their marketing, you can see that reflected in the report. So if you're doing your marketing objectives each month on end, on end, on end, you're just going to see that steady growth in, in the reporting, which is what you want, which will also equate to steady growth in results and opportunities and sales. Um, yeah, so doing one-off things is not ideal. What else? Um, get someone to help you. If you're not good at marketing, outsource it. Like there's so many ways you can outsource it. There's freelancing, there's agencies, there's, you know, interns. Just just get some help but keep that consistent. Um, and keep doing things that are working. So the results will speak for themselves. So if you've got that measure in place, um, you know, do more of what's working and less of what's not, basically. And that is a great note to wrap on. Uh, Kayleen Grief, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy day to spend us, uh, with us here in the Conquer Local podcast. Um, if people, people want to continue the conversation with you and get in touch, um, how do they reach out to you? Um, if they come to sales, SEO and socialmedia.com, it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, we've got some free resources on the homepage. We also have um, a free uh, online audit we can do for clients. So if they're interested in seeing how they're performing online at the moment, we can have a look at things behind the scenes for them and, and go through that with them on a consult. That's fantastic. Kayleen Grieve, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here. And I bid you a very productive day and a fond farewell. Thank you for having me and have a fantastic day. I really enjoyed Kayleen's analogies and overall an insightful conversation. Solution-based selling and marketing focused on tailoring strategies to meet clients' needs and outcomes can lead to long-term client retention and continuous results. Specialization and expertise in different marketing areas, such as lead generation and content marketing, are essential for providing value to clients and achieving success. Building a strong digital footprint through SEO, content marketing, and social media presence is crucial for businesses to attract and retain customers in today's competitive online landscape. Consistency and investment in content creation and marketing are key to staying relevant and reaching target audiences effectively. And lastly, freelance work and networking can be valuable starting points for individuals looking to enter the marketing industry and hone their skills. If you've enjoyed Kayleen Greaves' episode discussing solution-based selling, a powerful sales strategy for small business, revisit some of our recent episodes from the archives. Check out 627 Driving Business Growth Through Effective SEO Strategies with Nick Padilla or episode 618 Mastering Partnerships and Go-to-Market Success with Barrett King. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.